Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Joining us now, courtesy of X-Tech, uh, former Baltimore Ravens head coach. We're not going to hold him. We're not going to hold him up on that one. All right, it's been a while. Uh, also, uh, Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick joins us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Coach, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Yeah, you got. I, I'm one of your own now. I live. I live in Ohio now, so Ooh. I'm 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 all browned and bengaled up, man. I didn't know you lived it. Where did you uh, end up? Uh, whereabouts? In, in, in Columbus. My grandkids are here, and my my uh, daughter uh, was down here. My youngest daughter graduated from Ohio State. I was actually born in Ohio. I did so, not uh, know I'm, this. I'm, I'm Ohioed up, yes, sir. O H. Well, Ohio. Well, I will tell you, if you ever get over to East Fourth in Columbus, there's a barcade and there's a little greasy spoon over there. And uh, thank me later. It's, it's some of the you're gonna, I'll do it. best calamari I've ever had. That's a real thing. Uh, Coach, let's let's start maybe with Deshaun Watson. In terms of the rust factor, how much weight should we put into the performance over the final five games versus what we saw uh, maybe against the Texans last week? Well, you've got you can't you can't just think that Deshaun Watson with the time off that he has had to just step in. I mean, you can you can work out, you can train, you can get all the practice you want. But until you're actually on the field and get into that rhythm, I mean, we start the season every year, right? We talk about how the quarterback, and these are guys that had full training camps, maybe had some live snaps during preseason, um, and and how you know it just it just takes a certain rhythm. Your your body's got to get into a rhythm in terms of taking the hits and seeing things and sorting through it. And Sean Watson's an outstanding player. Make no mistake. I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan in terms of what he does on the field. So, but it's a natural progression, obviously. And you can't dismiss, you know, it's always hard to evaluate a quarterback from what's going on around him. Obviously they ran the ball very well against the Texans and they're going to want to repeat that against uh, Cincinnati. If for no other reason to grind down some of the clock and limit some of the possessions for Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati offense. Brian, we talked a lot, and, and Deshaun actually talked about he, he felt like some of the stuff from the, the Texans game was also mechanics. Uh, that, you know, that scares me um, just because, you know, when one thing goes wrong, it can kind of become this snowball effect. In terms of, of working on a, a quarterback's mechanics in season after coming off a almost two-year layoff, how how big of a challenge is that? And you know, is 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 it more of an easy solution? Am I just a scaredy cat? No, I, I I think you have to recognize that because this is a new offense, it's, it's new verbiage, it's new people. That's the other thing. You can get out and practice all you want and, and throw all the routes you want to to Mari Cooper and Kareem Hunt and 
Peoples Jones and that whole group. But until you do it in a live game situation, it just takes reps. Uh, and and he hasn't had that yet, and he will. And the more he plays, the more comfortable he gets, uh, the better I think he'll start to look. So, again, now there's no there's no question. Deshaun Watson's a player now, and there's no question that time off is a factor. But it's not like it's those talents and those abilities have gone away forever just because he had this time off. It, it will come back. Brian Billick, former NFL head coach, long time, now Columbus resident, I should say, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline, uh, breaking down the finer points of quarterback play here. I do want to get into this kind of, I don't know if it's a myth, but this kind of idea that the Browns, having beaten the Bengals so often, they're uh, they're 6-1 and one against Zach Taylor uh, as head coach in, in Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow's never beaten the Cleveland Browns. In, in your time in the NFL, did you... Were there moments where, like, you were part of a team that felt like they owned another team, and that that became like a real advantage? Well, they'll, they'll, no team will tell you that they they buy into that. They'll say no, no, no. and a lot of, and a lot of it's true because a lot of the players that are there right now weren't a part of those previous losses, so that's it's not a part of their consciousness. Um, it's not an issue until it's an issue until you you get in the game, and all of a sudden, can you weather that storm? And maybe things aren't going good. Then, then that's when that idea, that thought that you heard all week long that okay, you can't beat this team, and they've got your number and this, that, and the other. You know, you saw it last week with Kansas City and Cincinnati, who's beating Kansas City regularly now. It's no, it's not an issue. They don't think of it that way. But you can't tell me, but when it got into a critical situation at a critical time in the game, that it didn't occur to them. And so, yeah, that, that is real. But I imagine the Cincinnati players are feeling very good about themselves right now. They're, they're going to like the matchup. And uh, so the challenge is going to be when that proverbial storm hits. And I know it does in every game. Uh, that, okay, how are you going to be able to hold off some of those negative thoughts? Or is that stuff going to come cascading in? All right, Brian, I'm asking you this because you, you were the Ravens for so long. They've got a great reputation as an analytically-based organization. Uh, it's been interesting to me as an observer of the Browns, somebody who grew up a, a fan of the Browns, to hear people question here locally whether the Browns are too analytically driven, whether analytics are truly helping serving the purpose of winning. So do you think that a team can be too analytically focused? Sure, yeah, You that you weight the analytics too heavily. The analytics are a tool, and it needs to be a balance with your institutional knowledge, your collective experiences, uh, and how you use it. And so there's no question the, uh, the analytics can be helpful. But if you are over-reliant on it, then, then yeah, then you got a problem. Uh, and I don't know that the, the Browns are that case. Obviously, back, uh, uh, back earlier when they first got cranked up and they were going to be the gurus, you know, and they had uh, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill running the organization, and that was, you know, they were going to moneyball it and do all those types of things. Um, but there's more. There's got to be more of a balance now, and I can't imagine they don't have that balance that uh, um, that that they use it in a proper way because it's just that it's a tool. So how much of that is internal dialogue, or like because I'm just I'm always curious about you know there have been some people wondering well how much power does Kevin Stefanski really have if Paul D Podesta in this case Jonah Hill. Paul D. Podesta has a say in analytics and decisions, and then you've got a GM as well, and then a full-fledged analytics department. Like, 
what are, what internally what does that ebb and flow and give and take look like? Well, you can organizationally, whether it comes to evaluating personnel or creating your game plans, and there's that constant dialogue uh, when you do that. But but at the end of the day, you talk about how much say this coach Stefanski has. He has 100% say because he's the one calling the plays. So when he's making those calls on game day, certainly the analytics are going to be a factor, and he'll use his game sheet, and this is the way we thought it was going to be, and this is the sequencing that we're going to do. But when it comes down to critical situations, you're going to make that call based on your best judgment, your best institutional knowledge, your best gut, for lack of a, a, a better term, your gut feeling as to what you should do and how much the analytics should play. It doesn't matter what the president or the owner or the uh, GM or what the analytics guys say. If you're the one calling the plays, you're going to have the final say as to, okay, do I take this into a factor or do I do something else because I just might – my experience says we should do this. You know, this kind of leads me into a play calling question. And I've started to notice that, you know, we've got like the Shanahan's and we've got the McDaniel and we've got uh, now Kevin Stefanski, obviously these guys who are, are kind of balancing being a play caller in, in a head coach. And you're somebody that, you know, your play calling in Minnesota is one of the, the big things that, that led you to the opportunity with Baltimore do you look at um, do you do you look at a head coach that calls his own play? Is that too much for one guy? No, no, and I can make a case either way as to whether a head coach should do that or whether they should defer it. The, the 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 most guys, as good as they are, at the end of the day, will defer that to somebody else because the key is your experiences and how do you. How do you balance the other demands of the job? If you're the head coach and the coordinator making the play calls, yeah, you can orchestrate that. There's a number of guys that do that, but it has to be orchestrated. I always call it the 3 a.m. rule. You know, when you wake up at 3 a.m., like at least guys my age, we do every night, right? What are you thinking about? If you're thinking about, well, is the fullback going to be in the flat or I'm going to run this route at 12 or 14 yards, then, then, then yeah, you're, that, that's your priority. Who's waking up at 3 a.m. thinking about, well, what about personnel? What about structure? What about the other issues, the cat, you know, the other things that go on that have to be addressed, uh, game situations? Um, so, yeah, that can be deferred, and you can set up a structure for that, but you've got to have a very firm and well-established rhythm as to, okay, who do I rely on when these other decisions need to be made, and how is that structure set up? Brian Billick on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, so I want to also get into Baker Mayfield, who who had the game-winning drive last night for the uh, the L.A. Rams two days after uh, being claimed on waivers. I just I'm I think I I think I'm just fascinated by Baker and where he goes from here. Do you still think Baker can be a good starting quarterback in the NFL? Sure. Sure he can. You know, the, what, what, where we see Baker Mayfield, I think, is, yes, on a, a team and you can run the ball, you can stay orchestrated and keep the pitch count right. Um, Baker Mayfield reminds me a little of Vinny Testaverde, who I have great admiration for and was a great player. If you can keep, if you can keep Vinny and Baker Mayfield on a 25-30 pitch count, you, you, you have a chance of getting a really good you know, day you know, a three touchdown, 250, 300 yards a day. You put him in a 40, 45 game pitch count now, and you could equally on a short pitch count could get a bad day. Okay. That happens, but you, you got to throw the ball 40, 45 times. You're going to get all of Baker Mayfield. 
you were going to get all of Vinny Testaverde, which means probably three touchdowns and as many interceptions. And so that's the challenge for Baker Mayfield. Going, They did a great job, obviously, in a short period of time in terms of wrapping around him uh, and what they were able to do. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's a great story. And the fact that he was able to pick it up. The good thing for Baker Mayfield right now, and the, and the Browns fans have lived it, when, when the season's kind of over, like when Baker first got his chance, and so he was playing on house money and could be that three-wheeling gunslinger that he likes to be because it's like, okay, so if I throw another reception, what are we going to do, lose another game? You know, who cares? Then he can be pretty good. He can fling that thing around. It's when, okay, when it, now it really counts, and now the pressure's on, and, and now you got to be that guy because the defense isn't holding up, and i got to be that 45-pitch count guy. That that's when you send, tend to see it break down a little bit. All right, Brian, to the quarterback picture at large in the NFL, this offseason there was so much talk about Mahomes. People called Pat Mahomes overrated. Um, other people saying they would take other quarterbacks over him. Are there any quarterbacks in the NFL right now? If I were to say I've got a new expansion franchise in the city of Columbus, you are my uh, you are my head coach and GM, and you get to pick any quarterback in the NFL. Are there any quarterbacks in the NFL you take over Mahomes right now? Wow, you know that's that, that that's always a tough one. Um, as my you know when you're talking Mahomes, you're talking Josh Allen, you're talking Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty rarefied air. And and to pick one, as Ozzie Newsom would say, well, I don't know that I pick one, but I'll tell you this. They all live on the same cul-de-sac. <laughs> the, these guys, these guys are pretty good. Joe Burrow, what he did the other night was just spectacular. That third and eleven, or third and twelve, or fourth and twelve against Cincinnati to win the game, basically, because you give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. That's how good Patrick Mahomes is. He'd have gone the length of the field and probably scored, and you'd have lost. Um, but to make the throws that he did, so those those guys are in rare air, and they're they're pretty darn good. Patrick Mahomes is just so unique in what he's able to do. But Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Uh, we're, we're pretty deep and really, really good quarterback play right now in the NFL. And those three right there, I'd, I'd, I'd have given, you know, a, a King's ransom to have an opportunity to start with any one of those three guys. Coach, you've been so generous with your time here. I know you're, you've joined us courtesy of X-Tech pads here. So what can you tell us about uh, the pads and, and their future? Well, it's been great. I've been a part of them since the, the beginning, and and uh, when they were selling basically out of the back of a van, and now it's the number one pad in professional football, number one pad in major colleges like USC, Oklahoma, Auburn, Ohio State. And the great thing is to watch now he's evolved down into the high schools, the great high school programs, whether it's Modern Day, Westlake, Bishop Gorman, South Lake Carroll. I mean, around the country and into all high schools now. Parents have gotten involved. They recognize, okay, there is a difference. These are the best pads in the, in the market. In the old day, it was simple. Big guys got big pads. Little guy got little pads. But now it's the pads are, are basically form-fitted to your, your, your age, your height, your weight, your position, your injury history. Um, you know, we, the, the, the uh, rib protectors that we put Josh Herbert in. And, I mean, it's the best pad. And it's what our young people need to be to have the best protection in the game. That's why parents need to go to X-Tech Pads to make sure if you got young people playing football, they're in the best pad available. Brian, it's great to hear from you. Always love uh, hearing how your mind works. And uh, happy to hear you in Columbus as well, uh, OH. OHIO, you got it. Good man. Brian Billick there. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.